Good evening, and welcome to the Revelation Power Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Hopkins, and this is episode 144. So we're in the midst of the last section of John chapter 8, and there was a collection of sayings that came before this in which Jesus is trying to help the Jewish leadership understand who he is. And in understanding who he is, to understand who God is, the very nature of God himself. And that Jesus has come to show them the heart of God, but they don't get it. Now in the next section, we're going to start in in verse 31. In this section, it gets edgy. In fact, by the end of this section, they're ready to kill him. And it's funny because it starts by saying, in verse 31, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him. So he's talking to the Jews who had capital J, the leadership, who had believed in him. And by the end of this section, they're the ones that want to stone him. Watch how this goes. John 8, 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. How is it that you say, we will become free. Jesus answered them, I'm telling you the truth. Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains in the house forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I've seen from my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works Abraham did. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has simply told you the truth that I heard from God. That is not what Abraham did. You are doing the works your father did. They said to him, We were not born of sexual immorality. We have one Father, even God. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I came from God, and here I am. I came not of my own accord. He sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, 
Why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews retorted, Are we not right to say that you are a Samaritan and you have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it and he is the judge. Truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews shouted at him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, If anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died, and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. In other words, if I answer your question truthfully, then my testimony won't stand. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, He is our God. But you don't know Him. I know Him. If I were to say that I do not know Him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know Him, and I keep His word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that one day he might see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and left the temple. Wow. It gets tight there, doesn't it? Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him. It's almost a tragic statement because by the time this conversation is over, they don't just not believe him, they hate him. And he starts with this innocent truth. If you live in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Stop right there. He's not talking about the Bible. He's not talking about spending all day pouring over the Bible. There wasn't a Bible, a New Testament in that time. His word was his person. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. If you abide in my word, if you abide in the person of God, if you belong to God, you will know the truth because you will have lived with it for so long. It will be part of you. If you live in the truth, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are the children of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. Do you hear how arrogant and ignorant that is? 
800 years before. The northern two-thirds of their country had been carried away into slavery to Assyria and probably murdered. Those people were probably just wiped out. If they were dispersed, it was so widely and, and sparsely that they were lost. And a hundred years later, the southern part of their kingdom fell to the Babylonians and in two massive bunches, they were shipped off into, into exile in Babylon. And then the little bit that remained was so troublesome to Babylon that Nebuchadnezzar came in and just smashed it, leveled their city, trashed their temple, tore it to the ground, burned anything that would burn, sowed the fields to salt so they'd never grow crops, left whatever ragtag, crippled, homeless bunch couldn't travel, wiped out their country. They were slaves of the Babylons, Babylonians. They were then slaves of the Medes. They were then slaves of the Persian Empire. They were then slaves of the Greek Empire. They were then slaves to the Romans. At the time they say this, they're subjects of the Roman Empire. They're not Israel anymore. They're the region of Palestine under the control of the Roman Empire. We are the children of Abraham, and we have never been slaves to anyone. That's the dumbest thing anybody's ever said in the Bible. How is it that you say we will become free? Jesus says, guys, not even the right question. Anyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. You're practicing sin. Slave doesn't belong to the house. The son belongs to the house. The son has the right to set the slaves free. So if the son sets you free, you are then truly free. I know you're offspring of Abraham but you want to kill me. That's their sin. That's the sin in which they live. Constantly planning about how they can get rid of him. You want to kill me because my word finds no place in you. I speak of what I have seen from my father and you do what you've heard from yours. They answered him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said, well, if that were true, if you were Abraham's children, then you would at least do the works that Abraham did. Faithfulness. You'd at least be being faithful. You'd at least be living in the covenant that Abraham had with God. But no, instead of doing what's righteousness, you seek to kill me. A man who has only told you the truth that I heard from God. That's not the kind of thing Abraham did. You're doing the works of your own father, who now listen to where they go. We're not the ones born in sexual immorality, boy. Oh. The last time they asked him, who, who is your father? They tried to veil this a little bit. They don't even try to veil it now. They just come right out and say, you don't even know who your daddy is. We're not the ones born in sexual immorality here. We're not the ones wandering the desert claiming that God is our daddy. Whew. 
They are bringing the whole farm now. They're just saying the part that's only been whispered until now. You're the one who doesn't know who his daddy is. You're the one claiming that God got his mom pregnant. And you and I consider those those miraculous truths to be holy. They considered them to be lies. They couldn't make sense of any of that. Nothing in the Old Testament said that that's how the Messiah would come. Not in their thinking. And they're not buying it. And now that he's decided to tell them that they're slaves to sin and children of the devil. You know, sometimes when you put a finger on something a little too accurately, that that demon behind it just erupts and here he is. We're not the illegitimate children here. You are. We have only one father and that's God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, then you would love me. Wow. And that's not just true of Jesus. That's true of every, every person on earth who's a child of God. That's true of every person on earth created in his image. Regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of the country in which they were born, regardless of the doctrine in which they grew up, regardless... If God were your father, you would love them. For as you didn't do it to the least of these, my brothers, you didn't do it to me. If God were your father, you'd love me. For I came from God and here I am. I came not of my own accord. He sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do his desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. And now you want to murder me. He doesn't stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native tongue. For he has always been a liar and he is the father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you don't believe me. Which one of you can convict me of any sin? If I tell the truth, why won't you believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear is because you are not of God. Wow. That's stiff. He just comes right out and says, You're not of God. So you don't hear God. You don't know God. You're from the liar the accuser. And so here you stand, lying and accusing, but you can't convict me of any sin, can you? Name my sin. You can't. Because all you can do is lie. So they change the subject. And it's really interesting that when the Samaritan woman The woman at the well changed the subject. She talked about worshiping in Israel or worshiping in Jerusalem. When the Jews change the subject, they talk about Samaria. Wouldn't we be right to say that you're a Samaritan and have a demon? 
they're not really calling him a Samaritan. They know he's not from Samaria. They're calling him a half-breed. They're calling him an illegitimate son. They're reminding him that he doesn't know who his daddy is. They're once again questioning his pedigree. And saying that he has a demon. I see Jesus kind of answer with a laugh. I do not, I do not have a demon. I honor my father and you dishonor me. I don't seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it. And he'll be your judge. I tell you the truth. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Now we know you have a demon, they shout back. Abraham died. The prophets died. But here you stand saying, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than Abraham who died? Are you greater than the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Who do you think you are? Jesus says, well, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing, but my Father glorifies me. The one that you say, he is our God. But you, you don't know him. Whoa. You don't know him. The Greek actually says, you've never known him. You've never known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I'd be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to look forward in time to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said, you're not yet 50 years old. You've seen Abraham? Now we're back to that Johannine confusion. They don't even understand what he's trying to teach them. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was, I am. He claims to be God right there. I existed before Abraham. I was present tense. Before Abraham was a twinkle in his daddy's eye. Before Abraham was, I am. He's used God's name there. He's used that first person noun that you're not supposed to, to use. When, they, when he said that, they went looking for stones to throw at him. There aren't stones in the court of the temple. So they had to go out into the outer court and look for rocks big enough to do a stoning with. They have to take off. When they come back, he's left. And they don't know him well enough to recognize him from all the other brown-haired, dark-skinned guys that are standing around there. They don't know him well enough to kill him. They're just angry enough to. That exchange gets so nasty. And you're supposed to hear it nasty. To know that those are the words that they're spitting out. But the one behind them is the devil. The anger that they're feeling comes from the devil. It comes from the accuser of the brothers. It comes from the fallen one who's trying to get control of that world back. Who's trying to outdo God. And there stands the one that's in his way. 
the one who's come to redeem the people he's enslaved, who's come to lead that captivity out into the light and into freedom. These are the guys that that enemy is using to control them in the name of God. Because whatever the devil does, it is a bad facsimile of righteousness and truth. And he has used the church people. Listen to me. He has used the church people of Jesus' day to build a farce of the faith of God around God's own temple. And they have locked God in that building and they have come out and told people what God says to the point that it's not what God says anymore. And God, stuck in his building, hasn't been able to get out to the people and tell them, these people are liars. So he sent the Son to accomplish that very mission to say these guys don't have the truth. The things they're telling you are lies straight from the enemy of your soul. And just as you would expect, the enemy of their souls begins to erupt in his face. We're not the illegitimate children here. Wow. You can just see the devil straining against the humanity of the guys he's using. Their humanity is almost not enough to contain the murderousness of the one who's driving them. When you read this, you've got to see that. Because it's still the truth today. Mike Heiser says, if you jump in and decide that you're going to actually study the Bible, you're going to run into some trouble at your church. Because it's not going to be long before you're going to run into things that the Bible says that your church doesn't say and doesn't want said. And then you're going to run into people who say, well, I never learned it that way. That's not how my daddy taught it to me. Well, okay. It's what the Bible says. Well, now, Brother Martin told me when I was 12 years old that this is what this means. Well, maybe Brother Martin was wrong. Let's look at the Bible for what the Bible says. And let's not bring all of our color from from years of preaching and years of teaching and years of dogma. Let's not bring all that to it. Let's just read the Bible for what it says and let it impact us. Allow us to hear the devil spitting his words through these church men and understand That would be the most clever ploy, wouldn't it? If the devil wanted to portray righteousness, how better to do that than to take over the mouths and the tongues 
of the church teachers. Still the best way. It is still the best way. Which means that you and I have to be more discerning than ever. Because I promise you, the devil is going to use the dogma, the tradition, the things, the trappings of church that look holy but aren't. They're not the Bible. They're not God's heart. They're the things that look pious. The devil is going to increasingly use those against you who want to do his will, God's will. And the devil is going to use the trappings of religion to tell you that you're the one who's wrong. I'm not telling you to be the subject of individual specific revelation from God. I'm not telling you to stand on your own and say, God told me and so that's how it's going to be. No, I'm telling you, jump into his word. Not just the written word, but certainly the written word. But jump into the heart of the person behind the word. Get to know Jesus. Jesus says to them, I know the Father. You never have. Wow. You've never known him. But I know him. And I'm just telling you what he says. That's where you and I need to go. To that place where we can know God. To know his heart. To know how he would deal with this world. And to begin to deal with it in that way. Even when the churchy folks who want to control the church dialogue and the church narrative say, that's not how we do things here. I don't care. If it's what I find in the Bible, that's how I must do things. Be strong. I want to encourage you today to be strong. Stand up for the things that are clearly the heart of God. Question everything until you know the heart of God in it. Be skeptical of everything in order to discern the heart of God in all things. And when you see what is the heart and nature of God, cling to that and refuse to let anybody tell you differently until God shows you that's not who he is. But you see, if you live in his word, his written word, his spoken word, his word in your heart. If you live in the person of Christ, if you are truly in Christ, you'll know the truth. In every situation, you'll be able to discern what's truth. And that will set you free from manipulation and control and abuse and threats, and all the other things that might come at you. You will live in real freedom because you will know the truth. 